This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson here in Studio B, filling in for Sean Kelly, as usual, on this Tuesday, and hope this Tuesday finds you well. All is well here on the campus of the Saints and the Pelicans after the Pelicans last night beat the Knicks at home 99 to 91. Pelicans improved to 27 and 46. Knicks dropped 30 in 45. Unfortunately, even though the Pelicans did win last night, they were officially eliminated from playoff contention with the wins by Dallas and Utah. Utah, man, winning by 48 against the Lakers in Kobe's last game in Salt Lake City. Nice way to treat Kobe there on his way out. But uh, nonetheless, um, a big win last night for the Pelicans. They needed it after three straight losses, and with all the injuries, man, it felt good just to come away with a win. They did it with a 19-10 third quarter. The 10 points were the fewest allowed by the Pelicans in a quarter this season. So nice play there by the Pelicans. Drew Holiday, 22 points, 6 rebounds, 9 of 19 shooting, unfortunately. Man, the injuries continued last night as Drew Holiday left the game uh, with an eye injury. Uh, he got an elbow by Christos Porzingis. No word yet on his status as they were checking on his orbital socket. Like Coach Alvin Gentry said after the game. And Alonzo G also left the game with a quad injury there in the third quarter. He finishes with 9 points on 4 of 8 shooting. Looked like he was on his way to another Nice night. He had back-to-back season highs, 17 and 18 in his last two games, and looked like he was there again last night. But nonetheless, Pelicans win again 99-91, and I hope you all were able to tune into the radio post-game show or on pelicans.com to hear head coach Alvin Gentry. Um, pretty funny stuff on the post-game show about um, the game, the injuries, and it was just it was all funny. And because if you missed it, don't worry. We'll have it for you coming up on today's show. We'll also... Here from Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com as he always chimes in on this Tuesday. He came in Studio B here and uh, talked a little Pelicans before he heads out as the Pelicans now. A tough challenge in facing a San Antonio Spurs team that, oh yeah, hasn't lost at home this season and hasn't lost back-to-back games at all this season. They won last night over the Grizzlies 101-87 and are now 62-12. So tough task for the Pelicans on Wednesday and then they're back home on Thursday against the Denver Nuggets. So we'll hear from Jim Eichenhofer. But first, coming up next, I want to play for you Alvin Gentry's post-game presser. Stay with us. You're listening to the Black and Blue. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their 90th anniversary world tour to the Smoothie King Center for two shows Saturday, April 2nd. Witness some of the world's best athletes execute unbelievable feats of ball handling, trick shots, and comedy. It's the team's most epic tour in 90 years and a lifelong memory in the making. Score your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and don't miss your chance to get in on the action at the Smoothie King Center, Saturday, April 2nd at 2 and 7 p.m. Your New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to unwind with your buds by scoring the Guys Night Out six-pack presented by Fulton Alley. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four beers. Plus, Fulton Alley's throwing in a free game of bowling, all for as low as $50. 
Take flight with the next guy's night out on Thursday, March 31st against the Denver Nuggets. Visit pelicans.com to plan your guy's night out today. For fast relief coffee. Summer is coming and Keefe's Air Conditioning and Heating is ready to serve you. Keefe's offers a 25-point precision AC tune-up for only $119. Get your AC ready for the real heat that's coming. And as always, call Keefe's and we'll get you cool in three hours or less, guaranteed. Keefe's Air Conditioning and Heating. For fast relief, call Keefe's. Punt, pass, kick, and dunk. Lob to the rim. Alley-oop dunk. Anthony Davis. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, as promised, I want to play you head coach Alvin Gentry's post-game press conference. You either could have heard it on Pelicans Radio Network during Pelicans OT or on Pelicans.com in the Pelicans mobile app. Just in case you didn't, he uh, he was on a roll yesterday talking about the injuries Talking about voodoo. Um, man talked about the kid going on the court. I mean, you name it. Gentry talked about it. He also talked about being eliminated from postseason contention. Kind of joked about that. It's hard not to joke about it with so many injuries and all that that happened. I know some of it is not a laughing matter, but here's head coach Alvin Gentry following the 99-91 win over the Knicks yesterday. Let's start with congratulations on a win at home, coach. <laughs> yeah, it was great, you know. Um the guys really did play hard, and they competed, uh, you know, all the way through. You know, so everyone we stuck in there, uh, we just tried to find a way to, you know, to scratch one out. And I thought they did a great job. You know, this team, the, the Knicks have been playing really good basketball and had, you know, two great wins over Chicago. Uh, so uh, it was a, a good hard-nosed win for us. It was a good team win, you know. Coach, they were – it was a key moment, obviously, defensively in the third quarter, and then again later in the fourth. Um, can you draw any parallels to, to how you played better in the, in the, say, the second half than you did in the first half tonight? Well, we played great in the second half. I mean, you know, defensively we gave up 37 points in the second half, 10 points in the third quarter. So I thought we really locked in and did a good job. Uh, did a good job on uh, Carmelo. I mean, he just, you know, uh, Melo is going to make shots that it doesn't matter how you play him. Uh, you know, they're going to go in. But I thought for the most part, if we can, you know, 22 points on 22 shots, you know, we'll take that any day against him because he's such a great, efficient offensive player. I just thought we played hard and just, you know, just we weren't going to lose. We were just going to find a way to win, and I thought the guys did a great job. It was a good team win. I don't think anybody just stood out by themselves. You know, obviously Drew was really good. But uh, I thought, you know, there was other moments for everyone. Uh, that kind of help us get over the hump. Coach, a, a, a penny perhaps for your thoughts as to when <laughs> Alonzo G first left the game and then Drew Holiday left the game. Um, I, I don't know, were you shaking your head? Did you, did you no, talk to but, someone that we don't know? No, but, but I am going to send out an all-points bulletin to anybody, you know, in the French quarters or anywhere else. We need a voodoo doctor or something <laughs> here. We've got to, you know, find the bones in under this place so we got to do something because this is this is becoming comical I mean you know Drew goes out we're not sure what the injury is there they're going to have to take a look at his uh, orbital socket and then Alonzo's got the you know the the, the calf and or the something you know that uh, that was strained so and then I saw Dante walking out and you know 
it, it, it's, it's frightening because we needed to add another ball handler in the game. And I looked down the bench, and we had Omir, Perk, and Alexi there. So uh, I didn't really feel comfortable with them as a ball handler in the game. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you got to laugh at it. I don't know what more we can do, you know. We now have over 100 points a game sitting out. So, you know, if we score seven the next game, just understand it, okay? That's, that's your, your first win where you didn't score 100. Are you glad you just don't have to hear that number anymore? You've been at 130. I don't really care. It doesn't matter. You know, I think we played hard and competed, and, you know, we found a way to win. You know, if we can say it's the first game we won, you know, where we didn't score 100, then that's great. Oh, yeah, we're shocked. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, I mean, I, I can't believe that you brought that up, you know, that, uh, you know, that we're out of the playoffs. Man, you know, we thought we had one more run in us, you know, especially with all the guys that we have healthy now and everybody is back. And, you know, we had more, we had more people in our picture than the, Saints did. Okay, so, you know, and our team pitchers, so it's just kind of the way it is. So, you know, we'll continue to plug away at it. And, you know, I, I, I will say this, that I like the fact that the guys are really playing hard and competing. And, you know, sometimes, you know, talent becomes an issue, you know, when we play some of the better teams. But, you know, we still give it everything that we got. And I think at this stage, that's the most important thing for us night for Tim Frazier, at least from what we've come to expect in the short time we've known him. Was it something that the Knicks did particularly to defend him, or is it just one of those things for him tonight? No, it's just one of those things, you know, and I tell you, I, I, I'll send him to the line tomorrow if the game was on the line, you know, he just, it, that's unusual for him to not step there and make the free throw, so, uh, but he, you know, he just didn't, didn't, didn't have his usual game that we're accustomed to seeing him play, but, uh, you know, I, like I said, we're fine with it. Sat out so much over the last two years. He wants to play as much as he can. Was was there any kind of fine line about whether you want to play him down the stretch, or do, or do you you just got to go with his? Wishes? No, no. I think he's fine. You know, he's been healthy, uh, hadn't had a problem or anything like that. You know, about 34 is where I like to keep him. Uh, you know, they they give us you know 37, 38 to play him, but to me, a good working number is 34. Obviously, that changes depending on the closeness of the game or anything like that. But, you know, he's been healthy, and we like to get him through, uh, you know, the next nine games where he's healthy, and, and we'll see what happens. You like that you want, you want him? Yeah, him? yeah, I like think he want wanted him? to play. He tried to play in the two games where he, I mean, I don't know. Like I was telling you guys, if you've had any kind of toe situation as an athlete, it, it becomes more annoying than anything. But he tried everything he could. He cut the side of his you know, of his basketball shoe out. He did all of this stuff, just couldn't go. So I think he's happy to be playing again. I think he feels good about the way he's playing. So I think he wants to play the last nine games. I, I feel good about playing. It looked like he tried to come back and last, you know, Yeah, but, yeah, but I, that thing was just so, you know, we'll find out, you know. Uh, but I'm very serious out there, people. If anybody know anybody that, you know, voodoo or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, that can, you know, exercise this demons from this building right here so that we can stay healthy for at least the last four games. 
you know, please contact us, you know. I mean, we, we need you, okay? We really do. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, I thought it was great. You know, he walked out there, no one did anything. He just came over, hung out with Mello for a few, and then he just walked back up. I, did, I had no idea why the ball wasn't in play, and then I see this kid go walking right back up. So, you know, it's a, it's a moment for him. Yeah. Got to be careful, though. He could slip and fall and hurt himself, okay? <laughs> I mean, what are we going to do? We got to laugh about it, okay? Golly. You know, I mean, you know, every guy in the D-League right now is sitting by his phone going, oh, okay, hey, this might be my, this might be my chance. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, what are we going to do? Yeah, it's a little long, but I thought it was worth it, and it was pretty funny last night, to say the least. Thank you, Coach. And again, the Pelicans take on the Spurs. Tomorrow night at 7.30 Central. All right, when we come back, we'll hear from Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. If you haven't experienced our new and improved Sideline Premier Seats, then you'll want to check them out. Offering the closeness to the action, but full vantage point of the court, it's a great opportunity to entertain clients, associates, and friends. Sideline Premier Seat ticket packages include parking, food and beverage credit, access to private clubs, and more. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to learn more about these premium seating options today. The magic of Voodoo Barbecue. It's people, passion, and pure enjoyment. Seasoned with Louisiana's best. It's a celebration every day. A fusion of Creole, Cajun, and Caribbean. It's the soul, the sound, the taste of barbecue New Orleans style. Voodoo Barbecue. Pass by your neighborhood Voodoo Barbecue today. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. It is Tuesday, which means a tradition unlike any other. Not the Masters, but Jim Eikenhofer is in Studio B with me today. Yes, I said it. In Studio B, sitting right across from me. He was so nice to drive the two minutes away from his chateau here in Metairie and spend some time with me face-to-face. Hello, Jim. Hey, Daniel. Um... Yeah, you're going to have to reimburse me for the gas. The It's seven-tenths of a mile, so I'm going to go calculate how much that is. But, you know, I wanted to be here so badly. Instead of doing a phone interview, I made the long journey from the close chateau over here to be here in the studio. There's a dime on the floor if you want to get your <laughs> <laughs> reimbursement. Okay. Uh, I think it might be a little more than that, but but um, okay. Okay, there might be a quarter, too. Help yourself. All right. Jim, it was a nice night at the Smoothie King Center last night beating the Knicks. 99 to 91. Um, five players in double figures, four of them in the starting lineup. Drew Holiday back. It was nice to see. Then, of course, the injuries hit later on in the game where he left the game with that eye injury. What were some of the takeaways you noticed and saw from last night's win? I mean, I thought it was a good win. I mean, people look at the Knicks record maybe and they say they're not that not not that great of a team. But I mean, 
if you really look at the guys that are on the floor in the situation that the Pelicans are in right now, I mean, the Knicks have probably more talent. I mean, they have Carmelo Anthony. Porzingis did a bunch of stuff last night that made you, again, say, man, this guy's going to be a good player. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't – I definitely don't look at it like, oh, it was only the Knicks, so it's not that impressive. I, I thought it was a it was a good performance. In, I mean, I think almost in the next couple of weeks they do play some teams that are kind of near the bottom of the standings. But for the most part, in the situation the way it is right now with so many guys out – it's it's not not easy to get wins, so when when you do get one, you got to be happy with that and uh, and go from there. I thought the most impressive stat I would say was that third quarter for the Pelicans, outscoring the Knicks nineteen ten. I mean that's the fewest points allowed in a quarter this season. Just I don't know if it was just poor Knicks shooting or good defense, but I think a lot of it was the good defense by New Orleans. Yeah, I thought it was a combination. Um, it seemed like they had a the Knicks had a stretch there where they did have a few uh, possessions where they ended up with decent shots and just missed them. But uh, I thought the Pelicans' defense was a lot stingier, a lot tighter, more aggressive in the uh, second half. But like you said, especially in the third quarter. So, yeah, that, that definitely turned the game around. The way the first half went, the Knicks were scoring a little bit too easily. If, they, if that had continued, I think they would have been able to come out with a win on the road last night. Very rare last night. Uh, we're looking at Tim Frazier. That was one of the guys we've been looking out since he's been here. for the. This is the seventh game last night, and for the first time, did not score double-digit points, only four points on one of seven shooting. For, uh, Gentry said it was just kind of an off night. Yeah. But out of the five players that maybe scored in double figures, and you know, Drew Holiday, was there anyone that kind of stuck out to you as far as who played well or who has been playing well recently? Um, I thought it was it was pretty balanced. I mean, besides Drew's 22, it seemed like um, there was a few guys that, that kind of did about the same in terms of offensively. Uh, I thought Luke... Babbitt stood out a little bit because he really came through with some big shots and some some points during a stage of the game with the, when they really needed it. Um, the, I think the third quarter was actually 19 to 10 in favor of the Pelicans, but I believe Luke had something like seven points out of those 19. So it, it was uh, he definitely came through and he didn't didn't do a lot in the first half, but the second half he had a pretty nice. I think he had double figures in the second half and ended up being a pretty big key to them getting getting the win. Alonzo G's been playing well recently, 17 points three games ago now, 18 points last game, so back-to-back -back games of season highs for him. Was kind of on pace for that. He had nine at the half, but then got hurt, of course, in the second <laughs> half. I mean, the injuries continued. Alonzo G with a right quad injury, and Drew Holiday getting elbowed in the eye by Christos Porzingis. Jim, I mean, Gentry just had to even laugh it off post-game. Just yeah. the injuries just, I've never seen anything like it. His, his post-game interview last night Epic. i mean i think he's he cracks me up all the time like throughout the entire season he's 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 had me laughing but last night i think might have been his best performance of the year in terms of he, he was like a stand-up comic with he's so good with all of his one-liners but last night it seemed like he had about eight one-liners that had everybody laughing and one of the things that he said that i that i thought was great was he's like yeah after after drew he didn't say this, but you kind of inferred that after Drew got hurt and after Alonzo got hurt, he's like, you know, we needed another ball handler in the game because mm. we we're, we're up by, you know, whatever it was, six with 30 seconds left. So you got to protect the ball. You got to make free throws. So you need guards in the, on the floor. And he's like, I looked over at the bench, and the, there was three guys over there, Omer, Ajinsa, and Kendrick Perkins. He's like, <laughs> I didn't feel comfortable with those guys as, as ball right. handlers. So, I mean, that was pr that pretty much summed up a lot of the mayhem that's happened this season in, in terms of like 
how it's just amazing that it got to, it got to the point where you have three guys you're trying to put a guard in the game and you literally have no one except guys that never handle the ball no. and almost never dribble so and that's he, how that's how it goes and he year. thinks this mooking center is it was built over like an indian burial ground <laughs> or something like that yeah. he wanted people to call in and, and help you know with the voodoo exercise some demons right right it was unbelievable yeah he was talking about digging up the bones and yeah. figuring out a few things that I've heard people say this is way before we were here. I was here um, that the Superdome was built over a cemetery or something. So wouldn't um, surprise me. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah, I, I guess he was talking about some extreme measures last night. He was talking about going to the French Quarter and um, finding someone that can that can some work work some magic on this to see. But honestly, right now I feel like we just need to get through. We need we need to get through the season and right. and just hope that nothing nothing else happens because. I feel like the moment when the season's over, we'll be able to kind of turn the page and say, like, look back on it and hopefully laugh one day. But right now, it's just it's just in- insane how, how much stuff keeps happening. And I know it's no laughing matter, uh, but he even joked about when uh, one of the reporters asked him about being eliminated from playoff contention. He was like, no, I'm so <laughs> shocked right now. But all joking aside, nine games ago, you are eliminated. I, In my opinion, I don't think anything changes as far as their approach because I think they were heading into these games knowing that the writing was on the wall to yeah. be eliminated. They weren't thinking they were going to make one big run. So, I mean, some people might ask, well, you know, does it matter now that they're eliminated? In my opinion, it's no. I don't know if your opinion is different on that. No, I agree with you. I think the approach realistically probably two or three weeks ago changed because at a certain point when they lost a few games in a row at the beginning of March, I think everyone knew that it was going to be impossible to, to um, you know, make up the, the ground that they were behind. Um, especially since I think they still have their longest winning streak. I think it's still three games this mm-hmm. season. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to change anything. I think they've been just taking it one game at a time, as cliche as that sounds, and just and just try to get as many wins as they can, play as hard as they can, and try to just put the right approach and play in a way that the, that people can respect, especially the fans. Well, Wednesday will be a little tricky to get a win. Not saying it's impossible, but you're playing a 62-12 and 12 Spurs team. Which one of those 12 losses is the Pelicans at the Smoothie King Center? But the Spurs haven't won a loss at home, I think, since last March. Mm-hmm. And they also, thanks to their win last night, haven't lost back-to-back games all season long. And them and mm-hmm. the Warriors could be the first two teams to yeah. do it, I think, all in history. Right. I think the Bulls did it when they lost their 10 games. They lost two in a row. But, man, it's been even – and the Spurs yesterday sat out. Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, and Leonard's nursing a contu- oh, like a, I think a light contusion, mm-hmm. but still, you're losing those four guys, and you still win by double digits on the road. I mean, what else can you say about this Spurs right. team? It's going to be a very tough challenge tomorrow at the AT&T Center. Yeah, when you say it's going to be a little tricky to get a win, mm. I feel like channeling Elvin Gentry from last night and being like, a little tricky? Yeah. What do you mean a little tricky? But um, yeah, it's I, this is a. This is a situation you don't see very often in the NBA where tomorrow night where you have a team that's going for the longest home winning streak to start a season in, in they've tied it I think and then this win if they get it would put them over the top against a team that has five guys at least of their top six scorers out and has had trouble on the road all season so yeah I mean you're talking we're not talking sixers over the warriors here but we are we are talking a pretty monumental upset if the Pelicans can figure out a way to pull off a victory. I think that would be pretty shocking if if it happened. And I think people around the league would be 
would be um, adjusting their sets if they saw that a final score come across that that uh, the Pelicans won on the Spurs home court tomorrow night. This might seem a little stupid of a question, and I understand if you think it is, Jim. You can tell it to my face if you want. <laughs> but does it help in any way knowing that with the nothing to lose for the Pelicans, and I know obviously the Spurs are ta- more talented than the Pelicans, and the Pelicans are hurt, that could have given them a little advantage with the Spurs maybe resting some guys potentially. And the Pelicans kind of have nothing to lose mentality. I mean, you never know. I'm just saying, yeah. could it be a little more, a little closer than people think just because of the, hey, let's just go out here and play, let loose? Kind of like a Cinderella team in March Madness saying, hey, we're not supposed to be here, but while we're here, let's make the best of it. I mean, I think that could happen. I think if you go back, if you if you really looked at it, I'd say when there's a situation where a game looks as one-sided or lopsided as this one does going into it, I bet you three out of four times when that's the case, the team that's supposed to win does roll to a, a, a big win. But I think every so often you have a situation where the team that's the underdog or whatever you want to call it ends up playing really well and makes it a lot closer game than you thought. I mean, I mean, just look at the Warriors this year. The Warriors had needed a game-winning three-pointer from the corner to beat the the Sixers. Yeah. Um, they their home winning streak would have ended in November if. Brooke Lopez for Brooklyn, which has really struggled this year, had made like a three-foot shot right in front of the rim. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's they've had a couple games, and I'm not taking anything away from the Warriors because right. I've already sounded off about people taking trying to take things away from them this year, especially Curry. But, I mean, yeah, they, if you go back and look at it, they've, they have seven losses, I think it is, but they've had a bunch of games where even against lesser opponents that they almost lost. So, I mean, yeah, it's... It, it doesn't look great going into tomorrow night, but stranger things have definitely happened before. Let's look at it from the Spurs' perspective, and I can say the Warriors' perspective. I know Warriors are searching more for that 73-win season. The Spurs probably not going to get there. Actually, they won't because they already have 12 losses. Mm-hmm. But do you think in the back of their minds, I don't think so, only because it's Pop and the Spurs, but do you think in the back of their minds they think about going trying to go undefeated at home, or do you think at this point they're more concerned about being healthy and having momentum heading into the postseason? I honestly don't think that they thought they've thought about the home court thing. I think they've had a bunch of times where they've rested a ton of guys at home already this season, but still ended up getting a win. Mm-hmm. And you know, another example, they I think the Knicks had a chance to beat them at the buzzer in San Antonio in like January, maybe it was. And there's been a bunch. There's been so I guess what I'm trying to say is, I think they've as good as the Spurs are. They've gotten this home winning streak not by chance, but by the fact that they're so good. I right. think there's been times when they – I'd say they've never focused on it, but they're so good and they're so good at home that, you know, it piles up on itself and all of a sudden you turn around and you've won 25 in a row at home, 30 in a row at home, 35, and now it's 38, I think. So I think – I don't think they really focused on that. I think it's just a matter of they've they're, – they're that good, as everyone knows, and they've also had a couple breaks here and there that have allowed them, just like Golden State – to be undefeated at home throughout the whole season, which is, is is ridiculous. It's been unbelievable, and the fact that we still get two matchups between the Spurs and the Warriors in the regular season is great. Yeah. So yeah. we look forward to that, seeing maybe if one of them can wreck their home winning streaks, maybe they both sure. win on the road, and that would be kind of funny that both of their streaks get wrecked. But, hey, we'll see what happens tomorrow at the AT&T Center between the Spurs and the Pelicans. March Madness, I mentioned a little bit. I know Jim has some interest now in March Madness because – He's probably the only one in the area to fill out a bracket and pick Syracuse. 
to go to the Final Four, even though I know you didn't fill out a bracket. No, but you know what? This is the one year that I feel like I'm angry that I didn't fill out a bracket because if I had, I would have been the only idiot that had Syracuse in the Final Four, and I probably would have been the winner. Would you have really... Fill down, pick Syracuse. I would have actually. You know what? I, you do that every year if they make the tournament. You put it's them in the been a while floor? since I filled out a bracket, but I used to do that somewhat often. If they had a reasonably decent team, I would pick them to go all the way. I'm not sure if a 10 seed this year would have warranted me saying like, oh. But you know what? I look at those things as more as fun than anything. So, I mean, there's a chance. I might have. I'm not really sure what I would have done, but I might have filled out one and said, like, hey, Syracuse is going to win the whole thing in this one. So Should I even bother asking who you think is going to win it all? Or <laughs> do you have you know an what? objective you know perspective on it? What's what's a better a better uh, discussion is um, a few people, of course, who know that I'm from Syracuse area, and that's my college team has always been. I used to cover them, actually, mm-hmm. which is funny as a writer. Um, have sent, In the last couple of days, people have sent me um, tweets or screenshots or whatever from Stephen A. Smith and other people from ESPN saying like, which, which like a poll question, like yeah. which of these three teams has a chance to win the, uh-huh. the champion NCAA championship. And it's the other three teams yeah. besides Syracuse. So, you know, it's just a bunch of haters. Now I, I understand why I understand why Syracuse isn't really being given a chance to win at all. It's amazing that they made it as far as they have. And I'm, I'm shocked by the last two games they pulled off incredible comebacks. So it's, it's like, Playing with house money right now, the, the situation they're in. I think, though, with how March Madness has gone in recent years with all the upsets, that I wouldn't be shocked to see Syracuse win it all or yeah. any of those teams to win it all. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I mean, everyone looks at their record, too, and their seed, of course, but they they have a few guys that are playing better yeah. than they had played all season. So it's not really the same team, I think, that finished 19-13 and 13 in the regular season and had everyone saying – they don't deserve to be here. It should be somebody else right. should be in this in this spot besides them. And their coach was suspended for nine games. Right. So I know that's a no-no, but also that's right. nine games where you don't have your leader that's been there for so long. So, right. I mean, that yeah. could affect how things were. But interesting – should be interesting on Saturday, and you'll be in New York. And right. And you'll be, be in New York City. at a TV watching. So if you're yeah. listening here in New York, go find Jim and give him a hard time. I got to find a place, and I'm sure there's a million of them. I got to p- find a place in – New York City that has like I'm not a Syracuse alum. I went to Ithaca College, but I got to find a place where there's a bunch of Syracuse. No, nah, there won't be anything be... open or anything around. <laughs> They'll have Syracuse people watching oh, the game. No. You're gonna be the only one in that area. No, <laughs> Jim, I appreciate the time. Enjoy the quick trip to San Antonio. Only one long road trip to go. That's right, and it's actually the one that we just mentioned, which I'm actually looking forward to. The going to the Northeast, going to Philly going to uh, Boston and going to Brooklyn. So, yeah. You're looking forward to the end of the season, not including Wednesday and Thursday, but I think we end the season with seven games in nine or ten days. That should be fun, Is that right? what it is? Yeah, and I know, too, that I, I want to say there have been no four games in five nights, but then in the second to last week of the season, there is a four games in five nights. So, luckily, though, one of those is a home-home back-to-back, which that's that's a piece of cake it's not like we have to get on a plane and go right. somewhere and kobe's last game in right that'll be fun should be special yeah jim i can offer from pelicans.com here on the black and blue report make sure to check out all his work on pelicans.com if you haven't seen it yet the all access from the nine game or five, nine day five game road trip all the behind the scenes the written work the photos um great job by jim and ashley amos on that um make sure you go check it out it's good stuff there and jim uh, we'll talk to you uh, from San Antonio, and we'll look forward to seeing your work for the rest of the year. Sounds good. Thanks And we'll talk to you next week. How about that? I'll be, I'll be here next Tuesday. Well, actually, I You'll won't be, be here. Philly. I'll be on the phone with, in Philly. Probably better. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> All right, more to come here on the Black and Blue Report. Stay with us.
How much do you want to lose this year? 5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Your 2016-2017 Pelican season tickets are on sale now. Purchase your seats by March 31st and you can lock in our early bird pricing with lower bowl season tickets starting as low as $31 per game. Pelican season ticket holders have a chance to win great gifts as part of our parade of prizes, including autographed jerseys, trips with the team, and much, much more. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your seats by March 31st and take advantage of this early bird deal. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. All right, time to wrap things up here from Studio B. Big thanks to Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com. Also thanks to head coach Alvin Gentry for a very entertaining post-game presser following the 99-91 win over the Knicks last night. Tomorrow is a Wesley Wednesday. David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans will be chatting with Sean Kelly and I guess all of March, there's been four road games on Wednesday, which means Sean and David will conduct their interview from another hotel lobby, a tradition unlike any other for those two. So we'll hear from David tomorrow, talk about Spurs and Pelicans and the remaining nine games as the Pelicans look to snap the Spurs' home winning streak. They have not lost since, I believe, March of last year. And, of course, you never know who else will stop by. We're trying to get some more of the Saints' recent free agent signings and fairly and others. We'll hope to get them in the next couple of days and share with you here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salarson. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.